Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And in this episode, this Christmas-themed episode, we're going to be writing the 12 days of baseball uh, based on the 12 days of Christmas, uh, one of the most uh, ridiculous and drawn-out so- uh, Christmas songs possible. Um, but before that, it is number 140, episode number 148. So Jeremy, who is your number 148 guy? All right, Jack. Um, so for number 148, um, I picked a guy by the name of Sixto Lescano. Oh, okay, great. Uh, yeah, I didn't pick. Th- I didn't pick him. Um, tell us about Sist- Sixto Lescano. I've I've heard I've heard the name. Yeah. So former Brewer. Um, <clears throat> let's <throat> see if he was. Um, ah, damn. I have his like uh, his foreign stats up here. Um, yeah, he was mostly a, spent most of his career with the Brewers. Um, seven years. Uh, started in 1974 and ended in 1985. Um, and like, yeah, a guy before both of our times really. Um, but, um, this guy seems like kind of like, like he was a pretty dependable guy for, for a couple years. Um, put up some like, so he obviously had 148 homers for his career. Um, but he, uh, put up some good, like some good individual years, uh, in 1977, he had 21 homers with 200 or with a 273 ERA or I mean a batting average, um, you know, 15 homers, 28 homers in 1979, he finished, uh, and he hit 321 that year finished that all of that was only good enough for a 15th place MVP voting, but he did win a gold glove that year. Um, and then he was traded a couple times in his career once for, um, I was looking up his Wikipedia once for Bruce Suter, um, or actually no, not Bruce Suter, uh, Raleigh Fingers. Um, uh, so after the 1980 season, Lascano was part of a blockbuster seven-player trade with the Cardinals, being one of four players traded in exchange for Raleigh Fingers, Pete Vukovic, and Ted Simmons. That's pretty huge. Those guys were like corner pieces of the Brewers' uh, World Series team, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was traded away for those guys. So thanks, thanks a lot, Mr. Lascano. Um, <laughs> then he was also traded in 1981 uh, to the Padres with Gary Templeton for Ozzie Smith. Mm. Um, so traded a couple times for some significant players. For some Hall um, of Famers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, he kind of just uh, he kind of tailed off a little bit after um, going to to San Diego. Um, but uh, yeah, pretty decent guy, um, and yeah, just I, one of those guys who I think like you know we probably would rec- uh, like appreciate a lot more if he ha- if he played during like our you know our conscious baseball lifetimes. I'd say. Yeah, um, and he has a cool name too, Sixto Lescano. Yeah, right. I know. Like, I think he's got to be the only other Sixto. Like, there's Sixto San- Sanchez on the uh, Marlins who was. My ill-fated rookie of the year pick. Uh, he didn't throw one pitch in 2021. Um, but uh, but but yeah, he was. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a cool name, Jack. The reason why I picked Sixto Lescano, even though I gave you a pretty thorough background of him, is because of his last name. Um, mm-hmm. Because uh, I had these. I had these. This, this is a this is a story here. So so buckle in. I probably should have warned you about this beforehand. 
But um, this is like a, a great baseball-related story that I'm surprised I haven't told on the podcast yet. But um, at the end of my block uh, were these brothers, uh, Ricky and Chris, and their land, last name was Lascano. So I, I mm-hmm. feel like I've just doxed them or whatever, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, I'm not <laughs> sure. I don't think I don't think they're listeners. But um, Ricky and Chris Lascano. They were um, just brothers. They were younger than me, uh, but like I played, you know, you play with the, the kids who were on your block. So I played with them. Like they weren't like Ricky was like not that much younger than me, maybe like two years or something. Um, but like all of us, we collected baseball cards back in the day. And um, he, uh, let's see. Um, so so yeah, I would go over to his house like every day. Uh, you know, in the summer or after school or whatever, we played running bases a lot. That's where I like played running bases um, for the first time probably. Um, but uh, he collected baseball cards like all of us. And um, I remember like he had like some 1989 tops cards, and he had that Sandy Alomar like future stars card. Um, where he was like uh, he was a catcher and he was on the Padres and it said future stars it's it's a pretty cool card um, and he had that and I I don't know if like I didn't have it or or what but I <laughs> I stole it from him and, oh Jesus um, <laughs> and I I stuck it under my hat like my baseball hat and um, I was gonna steal it and uh, I don't know we were like fuck, we were like messing around or something and and one of his friends like grabbed my hat off my head just for some random reason. And like the card flew out of the hat and just like fluttered down to the ground. And it was like, Oh shit. And oh like, God. I got like caught red handed. So it was bad. Um, oh my and then, God. Like, and then like, uh, I think like he said like, what are you doing? You're stealing from me. He's like, like go home. You got to go home. And like, I, I left or I left in shame. Um, Jesus. From, from stealing this, this card or whatever. And um, I remember like, I can't remember exactly. Like, I think like I had to like talk to his mom. Like I had to like talk to his mom and apologize and say like, I would never do that again. Oh my and then God. like it got like, she, like I, like it, the air was cleared and um, I was like, I was like able to hang out again. And I think we kind of just like, you know, let bygones be bygones, whatever. Uh, so then cut to like a week later and we're <laughs> looking at his cards again. And I see a Tim Wallach card. Oh no! Oh, and my no. friend Nick was like a Tim Wallach fan. Yeah. And I stick it under my hat again. <laughs> oh, Jesus, and then, dude! And then like my friend was like, "Hey, man, you're not stealing any cards again, are you? Like, hey, we better check." And he grabs my hat again, and a hat. <laughs> and this Tim Wallach card flies out of my hat again, <laughs> and and I'm like dude i'm sorry man like i don't know like i don't know why i just i'm sorry like i didn't know what to say and then like again i had to leave again and like i had to talk to like the dad this time (laughs) and i had to just be like listen i won't i swear i'll never do it again if you know and he was like if you do it again, i don't even know i actually don't even really remember how this conversation went because it's crazy it was literally like a week later and i stole a hat a card again in the same manner and it was just insane i it was like the craziest like two week period of my life and i think after that i like straightened up and and fl- flew right i'm a i'm a fairly you know straight laced guy these days and um it might be because of this instance but that's kind of a baseball all timer. I'm surprised it's never come up on the podcast before, but it's it's baseball related and it's uh it's yeah, it's it sounds crazy to 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 recount that story, but it's it's all true. 
or, or just uh, um, oh my god, there, yeah, there's a lot lot to unpack there. But like the, the, <laughs> the fact that it happened, the fact that it was a week later, and you tried yeah. the you tried to steal it the same way and got mm-hmm. caught this just the exact in the exact same fashion. Mm-hmm. That's fucking ridiculous, man. Did you did your parents find out about it? No, so that's the weird <laughs> thing. I don't think they like actually like you know. I don't think like any parents talk to any parents. They like handle like Ricky's like parents handled it themselves. But mm-hmm. yeah, I can't explain to you like why I did it. Like the second time, I'm I'm trying to remember for sure if it was in that order. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure that it was that order. Um, it it could be the other way around. Um, but like. I know that I took that Tim Tim Wallach card because I was going to give it to my friend Nick because he was like a Tim Wallach fan. Um, s- totally not a stealable worthy guy. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the, the the Sandy Alomar card was a legitimately hot card at the time. I think um, you know now you could buy it for like a dollar fifty or something, which is the sad part. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was it was a dark it was a dark moment in my life. Sure. After the uh, after the second time, did you ever talk to those kids again? I think I did. Yeah, I think I was like like somehow like we like were cool. Like I I don't know. I'm trying to think if like the parents talked to me both times or maybe the first time I just like you know I just apologized and then the second time I actually had to talk to the parents or something. I'm not really sure, but like it was uh, it was just crazy. I don't know how it. I don't know how it. <laughs> How, how how I like how we all made it through that. <laughs> <laughs> As a writer of comedy now, Jeremy, I'm I'm sure you can appreciate like the you know the comedy aspect of the whole thing. Oh, it's 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 incredibly like just ab- absurd, but it's cringy because it's it's me. But like, yeah, it's it's interesting. I haven't told that story. Many, like I never told you that story, Jack. Right? No, oh. no, you never told it to me. Oh Jesus! Yeah, it is. It's kind of weird to rehash it a little bit, but um, but yeah. So so, Sixto Lescano kind of like jarred that memory loose from uh, the old uh, database. But uh, but yeah, there you go. Nice. Yeah, that's a that's a good one, Jeremy. I don't think I can top that with my guy, but uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I do. I do have a guy. Um, All right. Let's hear I, it. Uh, yeah, Mike Mike Hampton. Okay. Nice. Yeah, pitcher Mike Hampton won 148 games uh, in his. Uh, in his career, he was pretty. He was pretty decent for a little while. Um, played on the Astros, finished second in Cy Young voting in 1999. He was 22 and four. Um, uh, pitched 239 innings. Uh, so yeah, he. I remember he signed a, after that season. He signed a huge contract with the Rockies, and then he just he just sucked uh, yeah. pretty much for the rest of his career. His ERA uh, ballooned to uh, uh, 541. Um, uh, in 2001, that was his first year with the Rockies. It was 6:15 the year after that. I think they traded him after that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to see the look at the contract that he signed here. Um, yeah, it must have been for like <clears throat> you know uh, over 10 million dollars a year. I remember it was some 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 huge contract. He ended up bouncing around, got traded to the Atlanta Braves, um, finished up his career on the Astros. The thing I remembered about Mike Hampton though um, is that he was a really really good hitter. Do you remember that about him? Yeah, definitely. He's he kind of like the first in a couple categories one i think he was like the first free agent pitcher that the the rockies wooed away with like a big contract yes um but he was also like yeah one of the first like really good hitting pitchers of like kind of our generation i would say almost like when we Mm -hmm. were like conscious of baseball 
Yes, yeah, uh, 2001, his first year with the Rockies, I think he was uh, really enjoying hitting in Coors Field. He had seven home runs in 2001. That's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, finished with a total of 16 homers for his career and a 246 average. I was going to say, yeah, I was looking up his, his batting numbers while you were, after you, you mentioned him, and even the even that average is pretty respectable. I'm like, is that, I don't know, I'm sure someone in like the 50s probably hit higher than that, but like, I feel like that's got to be one of the higher batting career batting averages for a pitcher, too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think who who's the last free agent pitcher who's uh, who signed with the Rockies for like a big contract. Uh, it might have Mike Hampton might have been the first and also the last. I know that they signed Denny Nagel too, and they they signed. Oh him yeah, that we same talked year. about Denny Nagel. Yeah, yeah. Apparently they signed. They both signed uh, between the after the twenty. Uh, after the 2000 season and debuted in 2001, Nagel, I don't think. Um, I mean, is this Nagel's? Con- yeah, Nagel. I mean, according to like Baseball Reference, I think Nagel might have signed a pretty big contract too. But those were the same year, I think. So yeah, um, yeah. I don't know who the last what, one was. What's uh, what What's cool is that uh, Denny Nagel was. I believe he was my number 124 guy. I think when when we did 124 because oh, nice. he had 124 wins. So. Yeah, we could just uh, I'll just get have to get that whole 2001 Rocky staff in there. <laughs> um, let's see where they finished. Um, it was probably not good. Yeah, 73 and 89. Um, their manager was Buddy Bell. Okay. Oh. Wow. Um, wonderful. Yeah, but that was uh, uh, that was my guy. Um, you know, I think that it. it who knows what what trajectory Mike Mike Hampton's career might have taken uh, if he hadn't signed with the Rockies. But um, you know, he he did. Uh, he he did sort of provide a warning sign for other pitchers to not not take that money, um, you know, don't ruin your career. And and now now like the Rockies are never even in the discussion about signing any pitchers. That's true. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was gonna say real quick, Buddy Bell, uh, father of most boring manager, David. Yeah, Bell, was that, that right? uh, was that David Bell? Was yeah, he? Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. Was he most boring? I think he was. I think he was. He beat out uh, Derek Shelton, didn't he? Yeah, yes, he did. Yes, he did. I'm surprised Buddy Bell's last managing job was in 2007 with the Royals. It seems like he he managed a little bit a uh, little bit longer than that. Oh yeah, I guess so. I always I I almost feel like that's later than I would have thought he he managed, but yeah, who knows? Interesting. Yeah, and he he was only he was only 55 when he his last year as a manager. Buck Showalter is oh. only 65. That's kind of amazing, right? It, it is a little bit. Yeah, I mean. It it really is like I honestly I think Larusa like s- managing is is good for all these like latter sixties uh, managers because they seem like you know they seem like tots compared to to Larusa so it's like hey Buck Showalter I'm, I'm hey guys I'm only sixty five like put me in there like I'll take a five year contract you know did you so. did you see when when Buck Showalter this was like yesterday. When he he th- he thanked uh, Larusa and Joe Madden and Dusty Baker for like paving the way for like other oh. old other other old guys to get managerial jobs. Oh, there you go. Okay, well, th- yeah. yeah. So I guess that's no, I didn't see that. So I was I was on. Th- me and him are on the think on the same wavelength then. So yeah, cool. no, you are. Yeah, those th- <laughs> those 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 guys definitely haven't been given enough opportunities. So it's a, it's a good thing that they're <laughs> that you know that they're that trailblazing their way to way to some more of them. Yeah, I always resent him. If I was Joe Madden, I'd be like, "Hey, keep me out of this." Like, you know, I want yeah, right. I want a World Series within the last decade. 
Yeah, or or uh, you know Brian Snitker, or uh, right. who's who's the Rockies manager? Uh, uh, Bud. Is it Bud, Bud Black? Black? Yeah. Yeah. Those guys are old as shit too. I don't know why Buck. I don't know why Buck Showalter didn't say anything about them. Yeah. Right. Well, that was uh, that was my guy, Jeremy. I can't uh, you know I can't top stealing. Did you ever steal anything else? Um, I I went through like uh, I stole like um like some candy and like some like you know random things here or there i did get busted uh almost busted for this was definitely the last time i stole anything i was at a kb toys at the mall uh in lincolnwood illinois suburb of of chicago and um they had wwf wrestling figures and they had demolition and the tag team came with these like demolition masks and um i had like they had previously released axe and smash individually with no masks and i needed a mask for x so i had to steal one of course um and I, I was trying to like peel it out of the thing and the guy from the kb toys came up to me and he's like may i help you sir or something i'm like oh nope just checking the price oh okay five dollars oh okay thank you and then i like ran out of the store i like walk ran out of the store sure and then i like went to look for my mom and i was like looking up in the like the upper deck of the the mall thinking like there were like guys like looking at like watching me with like <laughs> like binoculars or something. That was oh, like, I, you were I with got, your mom during this. I was. She was in another store. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was scared straight after that. That I'm pretty sure was like the last like um, you know official time I stole. I feel like you know maybe I might have grabbed something here or there, but it was, it was small <laughs> potatoes. You know. All right. Uh, I love it. Well, uh, Jeremy, should we get into our 12 days of uh, Christmas? Yeah, let's do it, Jack. Okay. Okay. So uh, the way we broke this up was uh, Jeremy would take the odd numbers and I would take the even numbers. We figured that was a good division of labor. Yeah. Um, we Yeah, we were, we were actually doing some negotiating, um, unlike the major league. Uh, and the Players Association, but uh, but yeah, so we took you know the original classic song and like we put a baseball twist on it. Um, so with me having the odds, I guess I go first. So I get to <laughs> I get to go out on this 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 uh, shaky branch first and uh, make my first attempt. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, no, no, that's that's okay. Um, yeah. Uh, no, Jeremy, I do. Uh, I, I thought I had muted my microphone for a second. My apologies, folks. Oh, okay. um, yeah. I. Uh, uh, we sh- we should also add that we're going to be singing um, uh, the lyrics uh, yeah. to, to to the song after we say what our thing is. So you you know I mentioned it was a repetitive song. So this will hopefully break up some of the repetition a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, it's hard to do this uh, through over Zoom, which. I guess we haven't never really talked about it, but we were we are still recording over Zoom these days. Um, but but yeah, okay. So um, I can I can take the first one. So okay. um, on the first, so like on the first day of Christmas, uh, my true love sent to me a partridge in a pear tree. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to go along with the same thought process here of like a tree. <sighs> um, so Jack, uh, I'm not sure. I'm I'm honestly not sure how well known this is, but. Adam LaRoche is a is a was like a known hunter in his days. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't know if you like are aware of that or not, but like. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think that's that's. I think that that's kind of like well known. Um, there was an episode of uh, uh, hit. Uh, what is it called? Uh, Intentional talk on uh, MLB Network where 
uh, Adam Wainwright was on. He was talking to. He talked about. He told some story about going hunting with Adam LaRoche, and like I think maybe I can't remember if he did to Adam LaRoche or Adam LaRoche did it to him. But some one of them like took a crap in the other guy's gloves, uh, which is. Oh, great. I remember. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember whose whose story that was or who did what who did it to to whom. But anyway, so I'm thinking like you know, I, so I, Adam LaRoche is a hunter. And you know why go Adam LaRoche when you can go Drake, Drake LaRoche, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Uh, infamous son. So um, I guess I can just sing my line here. Sure. <laughs> On the first day of Christmas. Oh, we should also say that you know this is a baseball themed song, right? So it's not my true love. We're not going to have our true love sent to me. Um, I feel like it would be fitting to have Rob Manfred send these to us, right? Yes. So, it, well, right. Jeremy, if it was your true love, it would be Shohei Otani. So yeah, we <laughs> we, we should say Rob Manfred. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little harder to say Shohei Otani, yeah. I guess. <laughs> all right, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, all right, so here we go. On the first day of Christmas, Rob Manfred sent to me Drake LaRoche hunting in a pine tree. Um, I, I I fucked up the melody there, but let me just go. Yeah. Drake LaRoche hunting in a pine tree. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty damn good. Okay. Go, yeah. uh, Drake LaRoche hunting in a pine tree, and I'm typing these out so I'll remember to sing them. Yes, um, yes. Okay. Uh, wonderful. So we have our first day. Uh, so my second day, I, I guess it's going to be the second day of baseball. Is that right, possibly? Yeah, um, right. Sure, sure. Okay, great. Uh, so, <clears throat> you know, this is the year uh, where uh, guys were using spider tack. Um, so, uh, the, the second day of Christmas, uh, typically is two turtle doves. Um, uh, so, you know, the, there was the whole brouhaha come about June with guys being inspected after every inning, you know, their gloves, their belt, their hat. Uh, a couple players were, you know, thrown out. I think Hector Santiago got thrown out because his glove, <laughs> his glove was sticky. Um, so it's like, yeah, that, that's the guy they're busting for this. Um, uh, Lance Lynn famously threw his belt over the, uh, over the dugout railing and got tossed for that. So, yeah, it was a big thing in baseball this year. So, uh, instead of two turtle doves, mine is, uh, two sticky gloves. Nice, um, nice. yeah. So, uh, on the second day of baseball, my Rob Manfred gave to me two sticky gloves and Drake LaRoche hunting in a pine tree. <laughs> very nice. excellent yeah yeah that's good that's gonna be a good one um very nice i like it jack um moving right along uh for the third day of, of christmas it's uh three french hens uh-huh um so <laughs> i did i tried to do a little bit of the rhyming but this one i did not um but i did stick with one of the words uh french um Jack, you know, I think one of our favorite, he's not even French, but his nickname is Frenchie. Mm -hmm. um, one of our, you know, favorite uh, players to talk about uh, is Jeff Francoeur. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Is his name, a nickname Frenchie? Frenchie. Yeah. His nickname is Frenchie. I mean, Makes like sense. I was trying to find the exact like origin of that. Like Frank, Francoeur is like Franco and Franco is like, you know, like Franco-American, like French-American or whatever. Like, yeah. So Francoeur, whatever. So his nickname is Frenchie. Um, so... <laughs> So I, I decided to honor Jeff Francoeur here with my nice, third okay. day of, of, of baseball. So on the third day of baseball, Rob Manfred gave to me three French right fielders, two sticky gloves, and Drake LaRoche hunting in a pine tree. 
<laughs> okay, three three French right fielders. Um, yes. I like it. You know, uh, Max Kepler is like German, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's like almost a right fielder there. And uh, you yeah. know, I'm trying. Uh, like uh, you know, and- Andre Dawson <laughs> broke in with the Montreal Expos. You yeah, know? I, I, I was gonna say just you know the Montreal Expos in general, right? Yeah, yeah. And there you go, Vlad Guerrero. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, wonderful. Cool. Uh, so I have the fourth day of Christmas. Uh, so the fourth one is another bird. There's a lot of birds in this song. So this one is four, four calling birds. So um, I, of course, uh, I, I t- kind of took the rhyme, the phonetically similar thing here. So instead of four calling birds, uh, I, I picked four marlin birds. <laughs> Which is, which is uh, hey, how about that, right? Um, That's pretty good. That took me a second to, to get for a, like for a second because I was like like Marlins, like Miami Marlins, but no, four Marlin birds is is genius. That's great. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. A little uh, ode to Marlin Bird. Uh, who? What? Didn't he get kicked? Didn't he actually get kicked out of baseball because of steroids? Um, I mean, yeah, he definitely yeah. was. I think it was he the wait. Was he the first guy to get banned for fifty <laughs> or eighty games? Yeah, I think he was. I think he got he got popped for a second time, and I think he just retired after that. I want to yes. say that in 2016, because we saw that 2016 Indians team play a doubleheader mm-hmm. against the White Sox. I think he played yeah. in that game. Uh, he might have even hit a bomb, but I yeah. think he got he got busted for for steroids shortly after that, and then he just re- he just walked away, uh, yeah. which is which is ridiculous. He actually spent a couple good years on the Cubs, like probably his two best seasons. Or yeah. at least at least his best season overall was with the Cubs. He made his only All Star team with them in 2010. He had 293. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That that says more about the 2010 Cubs than it does about uh, about Marlon Byrd. Um, yes. He's also famous for in in the famous Lou Pinella rant when Lou Pinella is going over all the outfielders. He <laughs> Outfielders, he has. He goes. We got Marlon Bird, who's basically been our best hitter all year, um, which is which is funny. And then he's like, "We got Fukudome, who's four for six. Um, yeah, it's just a just a pathetic uh, pathetic uh, rant. Um, yeah, four for six. What a what a what a huge sample size. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, um, okay. So uh, yeah. On the fourth day of Christmas, Rob Manfred gave to me four Marlin birds, three French right fielders, two sticky gloves, and a Drake LaRoche hunting in a pine tree. Nice. All right. Very nice. Very nice. Um, uh, I would also add to the Marlin bird talk is like he immediately became beloved by the by the uh, the bleacher bums. Like they would do like the bird way, like they would wave their arms like a bird, like when Marlin Bird came out. Oh, um, rem- reminiscent of Coco Beware from WWF, actually. But oh, uh, really? Okay. It was co-opted somehow into Marlon Bird, but that that's fine. Um, but yeah, those were some dark. Those were some dark days for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So Jack, I have an. I have two options here for number five. Although I f- kind of feel like I know where I want to go with this. Um. But uh, yeah, number I'll, number five was a lot of pressure, Jeremy, because five it, gold rings is like the most famous lyric in this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, man, uh, I don't, like, one's more, one's kind of more, like, tighter than the other ones, but the other one is, like, more maybe fitting, I guess. I don't know. So, mm-hmm. this is what I got. I got two things. Number one, um, number one, um, so we talked about the, uh, well, okay, here, let, I want to talk about this one first, because this is the one I'm leaning towards, but... Okay, so we Jack, uh, Tony Larusa is the like 
has quickly become the punching bag of the Randley Theater podcast. I think that's fair to say. One one um, of them, yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 for sure. One of many. Um, Jack, do you happen to know how, like, what kind of contract Tony Larusa has? I feel like it was a two year deal, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I so I was researching this because I'm like I I, I wanted to see how this would 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 work out basically. But they never disclosed. They never officially disclosed the terms of his contract. It's this is the most backward. No one is talking about this because everyone's just appalled by the fact that they even hired him to begin with. But <laughs> the White Sox never disclosed. I cannot find anywhere about the official terms of his contract. The only thing that exists is uh, like Bob Nightingale post uh, tweeted um, after this after the twenty this past season um, that. Larusa is definitely coming back for next year because I think there was like after the season, I guess I guess people I wasn't that tuned into White Sox Nation at this point, but like White Sox fans had to like be confirmed that like Larusa was coming back, and there's all this stuff about Larusa like, um, like he's like, well you know I don't believe in a contract. He's like if, if they don't want me back, I won't be back, and he's like you know the front office and some key players would have to say that they want me back, and then I'll be back, um, and then like. Bob Nightingale tweeted, "It's like just for the record, like Larusa agreed to 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 manage for three years mm-hmm. when he came back. So apparently he's on a three year contract. Yeah, um, but again, the terms were never like actually disclosed, and they, I guess they said Rick Hahn has done that with his last couple managers, which I don't, I didn't even notice that. It's like I feel like that would be a story um, if the White Sox were like a, if there were more eyes on the White Sox franchise, but." Anyway, long diversion short. Um, Larusa, let's say, let's assume Larusa has three years on his contract. Uh, number one didn't go so great. Um, no, Larusa does have three World Series rings already, right? Mm-hmm. So, I'm uh, I'm I'm turning the pressure up on on Tony Larusa, and uh, for my five, my 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 leader for my five is five Larusa Series rings. Which means that he's gonna have to go two for two <laughs> this last two years okay. with the White Sox. Okay. Um. So that's what I have for for five, <laughs> Larusa series rings. Um. My alt Jack is, uh, because we are mired in a lockout here and there's been no uh, traction really. Um. And you know we're in the holidays now, so nothing is really gonna get done. But I have five days of CBA negotiating, which is a bit <laughs> of a mouthful. So. I, I probably I'm I'm leaning towards the Larusa series rings. Yeah, I, I like Larusa series rings too. Um, right. Yeah, th- he does seem like the type of guy who would just work on a handshake deal. Yes. Um, you know, and you know he would he would be like, yeah, contracts are for pussies or something like that. You know, um, yeah. like like Buck like Buck Showalter um, is is on a three year deal though, so that right, that makes right. that may it may it makes sense. You know that these guys probably would accept that. Um, yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense for the White Sox and for Larusa that it's like this. It's a, this ambiguous contract, like you know, the like you know, as long as he wants to be here, he'll be here, or whatever. So, um, so all right, so we'll go with Larusa, and then I'll just recap, and we'll move on here. So, on the fifth day of baseball, Rob, Man- Rob Manfred gave to me five Larusa series rings. Four Marlin birds, three French right fielders, two sticky gloves, and Drake LaRoche hunting in a pine tree. Nice. Uh, love it. Okay, so my for my sixth one, um, uh, it, it typically 
is uh, six geese a laying, if I'm not uh, if I'm not mistaken here. Let yep. me confirm that. Yeah, six that's, geese a laying. Perfect. Um, <clears throat> so I, uh, you know, this was too good to pass up because it's an actual player and like, you know, how many guys have this name? But it's uh, my, mine is six geese a gossaging. <laughs> nice. Yeah. nice, nice, nice. There you go. Um, so I was trying to, you know, figure out like how gossaging could like function as a, as a word. Like, I don't, I don't know what it would be. Like, do the, do the yeah. geese have like mustaches and do they just, they love throwing fastballs? Yeah. And they like, and they love like shaking their fist at, at Bryce Harper. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's right. What, he, did, what did Goose Gossage say about Bryce Harper? Uh, he just said like he's a disgrace to baseball or something. And sure. For, yeah. For what reason? I don't know. Cause he has long hair and like, he like, he has a personality or something. <laughs> I, I really don't know. Like any, any player, like, you know, I would say under the age of like maybe 28 who like has anything more than like a army cut and like a person and somewhat of a personality, I think would be, you know, a, a prime target for, for, a, for a gossaging. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wonderful. That's a, yeah, that, that, that's a good one then. So just, uh, yeah, just, you know, typical, you know, I, I, Jeremy, for whatever reason I was, I was looking up Mark Loretta, uh, the other day and there was, there was this article, um, about him from the Cubs and it was like just after the Cubs had interviewed him for Ross's current, um, you know, position that David Ross has, um, mm-hmm. Mark Loretta was also a candidate for it cause he was the bench coach under Joe Madden in 2019. And so oh, Mark Loretta, funny. Loretta said, uh, one of the things he said, he was like, yeah, he, he made a complaint about millennials. Um, and oh. I was like another guy from that, from that coaching staff or like from around that time is like complaining about millennials. Like what, what the hell is this? Um, cause Chili Davis obviously did it too. So I think, I think anytime a guy does that, it's, uh, it's gossaging. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, that, yeah, that's good. That's we, you know, we, we were debating doing another baseball vocabulary episode and I think we got our first entry of gossaging. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> okay, so um, so this is going to be kind of hard, too, because, like, I, I, I get to say my lyric, but then I have to go big with the five, like, right away. Yeah, six to five is a tough transition in this song. It is, it is, uh, but we're going to try it. Okay. On the sixth day of baseball, Rod Manfred gave to me six geese gossaging, five La Russa series rings. Four Marlin birds, three French right fielders, two sticky gloves, and a Drake LaRoche hunting in a pine tree. Nice. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> very nice. Um, <laughs> I love that gossaging. That should have been coined, you know, those all those years ago when he said that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, now now we now we have a term for it. Um, we could have we could have busted Chili Davis for it. Um, yes. You know, I'm I'm sure we could have busted Tony Larusa for it at some point. So this is good. And definitely Chili Davis, one of uh, Randall A. Theater's punching bags, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Chili Davis. Never yeah. saw him play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, all right, Jack. We're, we're, getting a little, we're getting a little late into the song here. And, you know, when it gets late, we, we, we go blue a little bit, Jack. So Yeah. Um, I got to say, uh, so, so I have a seventh day of Christmas. Um, in the according to the lyrics, it's seven swans a swimming. So, uh-huh. um, just going like a free association here. I just I was thinking like who's like a swan really? And the the first thing that popped in my head was Randy Johnson because he's got like a long neck. 
He's like okay. a, kind of a skinny, long guy. Sure. Um, and so it's like, you know, so it could be seven Randy Johnson swimming, which that doesn't really make sense necessarily. So, um, you know, it's like, and, and, you know, you could go Randy Johnson, but he, after all, he is the big unit, right? Mm-hmm. And so then when you go big unit, it's like, you don't really want to go, uh, swimming, swimming because that doesn't necessarily make sense. So I feel like with, with big unit, you, you, you have to do, you, you only have one way to go and that's, uh, seven big units swinging. Um, <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So, so that's what we got there. So, um, I'll give this one a shot here. So on the seventh day of baseball, Rob Manfred sent to me. Seven big units swinging, six Gisa Gossaging, five LaRusa series rings, four Marlin birds, three French right fielders, two sticky gloves, and Drake LaRoche hunting in a pine tree. <laughs> Jeremy, seven seven big units swinging is a uh, good one. Didn't, let, let us, let us uh, go back to the time that you were at a, a sports bar in Arizona. Didn't you buy, like, the big unit hot dog? <laughs> I did. I ate... I ate the big unit hot dog at, at Elson Els Cooper's town in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and it's like a three foot long, like big, like Polish sausage. Yeah. It, uh, it, it looked delicious. You sent me a picture of it. Um, yeah. you may have even put it up on the Instagram. Um, I believe that's on the Instagram. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Or at least on the website, which uh, websites it's still around, but, uh, it's seen better days probably, but, uh, <laughs> it's their Randall theater.com. <laughs> Um, yeah, wonderful, Jeremy. So, yeah, this is uh, not the first reference to, uh, you know, big unit on this podcast from you and, you know, probably not the last either. No, so <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So the next one for me is uh, eight maids a milking. That's, uh, yeah. you know, I, and I, you know, for the life of me, again, you know, we tried to try to go blue on this, uh, you know, later on the podcast. Yeah, I was trying to get like some kind of Mickey Calloway reference in here, but, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, but I, I couldn't, it was not successful. Um, but yeah, I figured, I figured this would be a good one. Um, you know, very appropriate for the, the podcast and all of our, uh, adventures at the games. But, uh, I came up with eight freaks, a graphing. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Yeah. That's very yeah. good. <laughs> Yeah, the yeah, the old the old autograph freaks. Um, so, yeah, uh, without without further ado, I'll I'll jump into it. So, on the eighth day of baseball, Rod Manfred gave to me eight freaks a graphing, seven big units swinging, six geese a gossaging, five Larusa series rings, four Marlin birds, three French right fielders, two sticky gloves, and a Drake LaRoche hunting in a pine tree. <laughs> Very nice. That's yeah, good, that's man. a good one. I'm glad. I'm really. I'm happy for the autograph freaks that they made it into this song. Absolutely. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, <laughs> that's good. Um, all right. Well, uh, I didn't stop at at seven. Uh, big unit swinging for for my blue, and I, I'm proud of you, Jack. For I made some milking. Uh, I don't know. There's <laughs> a lot going. of places. Yeah. Yeah. There's for not going there, right? No, do not go there. Um, <laughs> But I did go there for number nine because um, <laughs> number nine is um, nine ladies dancing. Okay. And, um, you know, I suppose I could have went with, like, you know, um, what's Southpaw? Nine Southpaws dancing. Cause, sure. I don't know, Southpaw. Oh, you know who danced was that friggin' the turtle from... Uh, yeah, Snappy. He was bopping around. Oh, man. Well, listen, if we ever have to do, like, a... Oh, shit. If we ever have to do, like, a kid's version, 
Uh, I can do nine snappies dancing, but I, uh, I went, I went a little more blue with this. Um, so I was trying to think of ladies of baseball or ladies related to baseball. And, um, it's a blast from the past, but I think this lady came up before on the podcast and like, I think maybe, I don't think we <coughs> talked extensively about it. I think we maybe brushed over it really quick, but do you remember Morgana, Jack? Uh, is she a wrestler? No, she's um she's Morgana the Kissing Bandit. Um I think um she came up back in like the 2018 season of baseball of okay. the Wrigley Theater, I think. Mm-hmm. Um but she was this like woman, uh Morgana the Kissing Bandit. Uh she was big in the 70s, 80s and 90s. Um but she would run out and uh just she would go to games and then just at some point during the game run out on the field and just like try to like run at a player and kiss him. Um, okay, and if that weren't enough, she had these like obnoxiously large breasts, probably <laughs> fake. Um, but that was kind of her thing, I guess. Like, uh-huh. and she would run from like the right, from like pretty much like right field to like home plate or the pitching mound or whatever. There's a famous clip of her running to Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan like drops to one knee, and then like, you know, I guess they. I don't even. I'm not even sure if they like kiss or hug or whatever. But like, uh. It was a weird thing in baseball in the in the eighties and nineties and like or eighties and seventies really and like I feel like that obviously that would never happen these these days even like some like girl tried to run out to Cody Bellinger and he was like oh she she seemed crazy or what he's had some kind of weird reaction to it um, but I'm just stuck with this picture because like in my earliest days of baseball I remember Morgana like I remember even like maybe watching a game where she ran out and maybe like kissed Ryan Sandberg or hugged Ryan Sandberg or something but uh so I have nine Morganas bouncing that perfect take, wonderful take, Jeremy take, take that for what you will but there it is and we don't have to repeat it that many times because it's the ninth <laughs> one but um so so that being said um on the ninth day of baseball, Rob Manfred sent to me nine Morganas bouncing, eight freaks a-graffing, seven big units swinging, six geese a-gossaging, five Larusa series rings, four Marlin birds, three French right fielders, two sticky gloves, and Drake LaRoche hunting in a pine tree. Yeah, I, well, I, so I'm, I'm looking up pictures here, Jeremy. So, there, yeah. yeah, there's definitely a... Definitely a lot of a lot of pictures here of this. Um, she yeah. even had her own kind of her own baseball card. It was a 1973 tops. Oh, nice. I don't know if you. Oh, I, don't I know see if you that. See yes, this. I do see that. Yeah, that might yeah. be a custom card, but uh... it, it definitely is. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's a pretty good representation of Morgana, I would say. Okay, that yeah, very good. Um, all right, so mine is a little more wholesome for number ten. So it's uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, that's a low bar, but um, here we are. So, uh, yeah, so mine, Jeremy, it was it's the ten lords a leaping, I believe. Um, well, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, we've seen uh, Adam Engel rob a couple of home runs, so mine is ten angles robbing. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, all right, on the tenth day of baseball, Rob Manfred gave to me. Ten angles robbing, nine Morganas bouncing, eight freaks a graphing, seven big units a swinging, six geese a gossaging, five Larusa series rings, four Marlin birds, three French right fielders, two sticky gloves, and Drake LaRoche hunting in a pine tree. That Drake LaRoche one is getting easier to say. Yeah, yeah, it, take, it takes. I was, I with all due like or like you know to be fair, I was practicing it earlier today. So yeah, there you go. Um, 
we didn't really get into the the base the like the like um you know the bits and pieces of that but i was picturing like a a tree stand which like you like hunters like put these tree stands and stands and hunt deer from them so that's kind of where i was going with, with Jake <laughs> sure but, yeah yeah I've, yeah i've seen that before yeah sure all right all right um <clears throat> all right well that's good uh, again very happy that adam angle made it into this um you know i think like with with the inclusion of morgana we, we we're bro- we're branching like multiple <laughs> decades here at this point so that's nice too um this one is uh, a contemporary reference and probably my favorite one all right and uh I'm, you know, I'm sorry that it, you know, only gets repeated twice, basically, in the song. But um, so eleven is um, eleven pipers piping. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I think about pipers piping, I think of like, you know, like kind of like, um, <clears throat> like like announcement type of things, or like, you know, just like sort of like fanfare and less like addressing like a group of people or something. Even, also, I think Pat Piper was a former. Um, announcer for the cubs i think maybe pa announcer for the cubs okay um i think he's the guy who says attention attention ladies and gentlemen please like they play that every day like every game at at cubs games when they announce the lineups he's like have your pencils and scorecards ready and i will give you today's correct starting lineup i think that's pat piper who says that you'll have to you'll have to point that out to me next time they say that i don't recall that (laughs) yeah they say it that's i mean it's it's pretty cool it's one of the cool things about Wrigley's because you know then the the lineups are coming um so I was in the mindset of thinking about announcers and and you know of of all kinds and um another because we have to have another um Randall Theater punching bag in here I have 11 Brenneman's apologizing oh nice I wanted to work Tom Brenneman into somehow so I'm glad you did yeah he almost he almost got got, got away but uh we caught we come on that 11th day so um so yeah we're, we're, we're approaching the end here but um <clears throat> here we go on the 11th day of baseball Rob Manfred sent to me 11 Brenneman's apologizing 10 angles robbing Nine Morganas bouncing, eight freaks are graphing, seven big units swinging, six geese are gossaging, five Larusa series rings, four Marlin birds, three French right fielders, two sticky gloves, and Drake LaRoche hunting in a pine tree. Nice. Um, love it. Uh, all right, we're on number 12, Jeremy. Um, I'm excited for this one. Uh, okay, so the, the, 12th, the 12th one is 12 drummers drumming. Um, so I, you know, what else? It was perfect. Um, it's 12 trash cans banging. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. There you go. Right. Because why not, why not work the Astros in here? Okay. So, um, here we go. It's the last one. Uh, last one that we're going to do. All right. You know, maybe we can release this as a single if people like yeah. it enough with me, with music. Uh, okay. All right. On the twelfth day of baseball, Rob Manfred gave to me twelve trash cans banging, eleven Brennemans apologizing, ten angles robbing, nine Morganas bouncing, eight freaks a graphing, seven big units a swinging, six geese a gossaging, five Larusa series rings, four Marlin birds, three French right fielders, two sticky gloves, and Drake LaRoche hunting in a pine tree. <laughs> Here we go. Very All nice. Right. Yeah, I try to accompany. I, I try to accompany you, you there did. on a couple lines, Jack. No, that was that was good. Um, you know, I did. Not gonna lie, I was trying to also think of one for Drake LaRoche, like before this thing. So we we were really? definitely on this. Yeah, we were we were on the same wavelength. It was just like what what are stupid baseball things? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yes. You know, and it was like I was like, you know, 12 sales cutting or whatever, you know, it was just like yep. I was trying to think of like stuff from that season. 12 so, jersey uh, shredded. <laughs> um, <laughs> which might actually wonderful. be that might actually be how many actual jerseys Chris Sale shredded that day, that faithful it, day. <laughs> yeah, it it might be. Do you have a favorite Christmas song? Ooh, that's a good question. Um I you know, uh I do um, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a rocker guy, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I like um, I, I it's it's obviously more obscure, but uh, the Kinks have a really good Christmas song called Father Christmas. Um, uh-huh. It's about I think it came on the it's like kind of like Latter Day Kinks, but um, uh, it's about like these these like street hooligans who beat up Santa Claus, which is kind of cool. Um, so that's that's kind of a good one. Um, <clears throat> there's uh yeah there's some there's some pretty good like rock like you know, Christmas songs. Um, uh, I think one, one that's, I, you know, I feel like people rag on a wonderful Christmas time, uh, by Paul McCartney. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that song is actually really good. Like, I don't like people like rag on it. I I don't know. It's actually, I, I like it. I like it. I like the weird, like keyboard, the like minimalist, like thin keyboard in it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Nice. One, one time, uh, me and non-listener Chris, uh, we're riding uh, in a car, and that song came on, and, and Chris likes Chris likes to change the lyrics to songs sometimes, and uh, he went he went simply taking a wonderful dump in your mouth, uh, and we had a we had a good laugh about that one, Jeremy. I'm not gonna oh, not gonna boy. lie, man. I don't I don't I and yeah I, I actually every Christmas I'll, I'll think of that, and I I realized I'd forgotten about it and hadn't thought about it in months. So uh, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad that came up on the podcast. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I uh, actually that I will say that's one of my least favorite Christmas songs. So I I am in the uh you know that the group of people you were referring to about that song. So sure, sure. Um, yeah, my my favorite uh one is "Please Come Home for Christmas" by the Eagles. Yeah, from our, I know I, I I knew that from going back into our karaoke days, Jack. Yeah, yeah, I think I did that once uh, at Christmas time at Alice's. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Eagles. I think, and I think Aaron Neville did a cover for it. Um, did you ever see Horatio Sanz's impression of Aaron Neville on SNL? Oh yeah, definitely. He, he yeah. did it on Comedy Bang Bang too on the podcast. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I, I can't listen to Aaron like an Aaron Neville song without without thinking about that because it's a good impression. Yeah, definitely. And he was he, speaking of working blue. He was able to work a little blue uh, as that character on the Comedy Bang Bang podcast. So good stuff there. Um, Christmas all over is also a good one by Tom Petty. It's okay. Christmas all over again. I think that's in um, that's in uh, Home Alone two when uh, they're running through the uh, the um, the airport trying to catch the flight. That's a pretty. Oh good sure. One. Yeah, I have. I haven't seen Home Alone, any of the Home Alone movies in a long time. So I have to go yeah. have to go revisit that. Um, you know, I don't know how we did it, Jeremy, but we stretched this episode to you know just under an hour. Um, so uh, probably a little over fifty minutes. So that's pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. I was. Um, <clears throat> we were moving through fast, so I I may have kind of leaned into a couple of those yarns. Maybe the the Larusa segment. I kind of <laughs> drew that one out a little bit, but uh, but yeah, I think this is a good length for an episode. And hey, we wrote yeah. a new. Uh, Christmas classic, you know, like I think the last like contemporary Christmas hit is uh, uh, the Mariah Carey song. Um, it is. So, you know, we've added a new song to the Christmas song canon. Yeah, the, the, that much maligned uh, song by her. Um, yeah, we might as well say it. Uh, we do have tickets for an event 
coming up on January 4th. It's been a while since we've been to one. Yeah. Um, so we have tickets for the Blackhawks versus Avalanche. I've never been to a Blackhawks game in my life. Jeremy, you've probably only been to a couple, right? I've been to one. So there collectively, we've been to one Blackhawks <clears throat> hockey game in our lives. Was that at the Was that at the United Center or Chicago Stadium? It was at Chicago Stadium, and that was no. also the only time I ever went to an event at Chicago Stadium. Sadly, I never went to see Michael Jordan play. But okay. um, the Chicago Stadium was in a lot was in a lot shadier of a neighborhood back in the day. Like, and it was, mm-hmm. the, it was one of those things where like, you know, the adults in my life would say like, Oh, don't go there. You'll get shot or something. So I'm like, sure. okay, I guess, I guess I'm never going to see Michael Jordan then. Um, <laughs> like, even though my friend, I think the guy who said that would go like, maybe like a couple times to see like him and, and my friend, like, went to see, well, man, now I just outed that person, but uh, <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll beep that name. But anyway, um, they, uh, you know, they would go, they went to a couple games and I was like, well, shit, you know, here I am like, uh, you know, all these years later and I never, I grew up, you know, minutes away from, from Michael Jordan playing and I never saw the man live. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, shit, man. Um, I, I was just talking to somebody about this too. They said the old Chicago stadium was, was pretty cool. I don't, you know, I don't know if you can verify. You're probably still pretty young, it, you know, probably it, too young to appreciate what a good stadium was. Yeah, it just, like, was monolithic to me. Like, it, uh-huh. like I just remember, like, the the <laughs> organ, like, the old organ at the old stadium was, like, coming out of the wall. Like, I can't really describe it. Like, I was, I think I went, I was either, I think it was in 1995 I went uh, to that to that game. So I would have been, like... I think it was like before my birthday. So I was like 13 maybe. And mm-hmm. like, um, I don't like, you know, it's all very foggy. Um, although I do remember the, the route, the, the guy who took me like, um, also my mom's like boyfriend took me too, which is a weird thing. Maybe we should save some of this for the, the Hawks. Yeah. 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 Let, let's, let, let's save some of it. Hopefully I, I think what I was getting, uh, to was that I hope that, um, uh, the game is played. I think the NFA, yes. NHL is on pause now. So hopefully, uh, hopefully in about a week's time, uh, two weeks or whatever it is, they'll uh, they'll be playing again. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm. We're, the only reason why Jack and I are recording right now is because uh, the Bulls game got got uh, can't postponed for tonight uh, because the the Raptors have so many guys in on COVID protocol. So I, I had tickets for the Bulls Raptors game tonight, and that ain't happening. So. We'll yeah, see. and you you just went to a Bulls game a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, it was um, at the very beginning of the month. Uh, I saw a game, and uh, yeah, it's cool to see um, a good Bulls team. Um, I think yeah. tickets are gonna they're a little out of uh, the Randley Theater price range, I think. But, uh, <laughs> you know, unless we do start that Patreon, but um, but yeah, so um, we're gonna have to sell for the Blackhawks and uh, and uh, you know the Dynamic Wrestling Alliance, I guess. Well, yeah, I'm look at you though, man. Like, you know, you didn't go to a, a Bulls game for the first, you know, however many years of your life and now like now you, you can't swing a cat in your apartment without hitting Bulls tickets. You're going <laughs> going once every couple weeks. So that's uh, so that's cool. But yeah, I, I was excited, Jeremy. I kinda I wanted to go to this Blackhawks game because I've never I've never been to a professional uh, an, an NHL hockey game before. So the NHL will have a chance to convert me and Jeremy too, uh, at like at to uh, to being fans. Um, yeah. you know, on January 4th. So we'll see if they can do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. January 4th, not January 6th. So we're, we're in good. Sh- There's going to be no like radical con- conversion going on. I think um, not. Yeah. Not, not in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. That also that, but um, let's hope that it, <clears throat> let's hope that it happens. Um, and, um, and we're there to, to, to bring you the recap. 
All right, cool. Love it. Uh, so for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Sokowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everybody.